When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Better Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Hello, ladies. Happy, happy Monday. What a Monday. And what a Monday it is. There have been worse Mondays. This is, uh, this is, this is an okay one. It's been an eventful news cycle, that's for sure. Oh my gosh, last week was 10 different news cycles of every different variety in one, and it was a short week. This is... Last week, we didn't even really have a Monday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of of news of British origin, which we will get to, Elise, do you Absolutely. have an announcement? <laughs> oh, wow, I do. And Amanda, that was an amazing segue. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just wanted to let all of the listeners know that I am running my solo show again here in New York. I know some of you guys were able to come out to the first one, which was kind of like a workshop version. This one is more polished. We've got more fun stuff coming. It's about uh, my journey as a Harry Potter fan into the world of complicated Harry Potter fandom that is today. Uh, Chris Burns, Fat Carrie Bradshaw may or may not be playing Dumbledore. You know, these things may be happening. So the show is September 29th at 7 p.m. here in New York in the Lower East Side, or you can get tickets streaming. All of that information is on my Instagram, would love to see you there. Even if you came to the last one, we're like doing a live sorting ceremony at this one. Even more fun things are going to happen. It's going to be great. Really excited. The audience can get sorted. The audience can. I will be sorting uh, wow. in my capacity as I once was a professional sorting hat. I toured the country with PotterCon, which was the unofficial <sighs> Harry Potter convention that was eventually shut down by the WB because, again, we were not <laughs> authorized to be doing <laughs> what we were doing. <laughs> Wait, did you do this professionally or this was a yes. volunteer? Oh, I did not know that. Paid. Oh. Paid work. I, I was paid to sort. Uh, I sorted across this great nation until they brought the hammer down on us. And that is one of the experiences <laughs> that I talk about in the show because sorting is really, it's really a lot of pressure. And what I will say, not to give away too much of what I say in the show, but people get angry if you get it wrong. Yes, I imagine that can be volatile. People feel very not seen. Mm-hmm, they feel not mm-hmm. seen to their core if you get their house wrong. 
You know, so, well, it's good that you have the sorting experience. Can you sort us right true. now? Exactly. At least real You're quick. A, a seasoned professional. Oh, absolutely. I could sort you both right now. Mm, okay. Let's see. Amanda. Okay, so both of us, uh, both of you, because we're on a podcast, that means that, you know, we all have tendencies to put ourselves out there, which puts you in a Gryffindor-ish realm. Amanda... I'm going to go Ravenclaw for Amanda, um, just because, you know, I feel like you have a wealth of knowledge oh. uh, to tap into. I feel like you have, you, you have intellect, your mind is intellectual. You oh. go, you, <laughs> I think that you could answer a riddle to get into your house every day. Um, mm. I don't think you would enjoy that, but I think no, that you exactly. could do it. <laughs> Sammy, um, because you are a business owner that you started by from yourself from the ground up, that does place you in Slytherin. Only ambition yeah. could take you. <laughs> you have yeah. to be ambitious to start your own business in the way that you did. And for yeah. that reason, you are in Slytherin. You know, I appreciate that. Famously, we did start this business by accident. Um, but but um, other than that... <laughs> I signed on to this podcast by accident. It's all still an accident. By now, we can no longer claim accident. So I see your point. I have always related to the scene in Harry Potter where the sorting hat sort of speaks to you and where it can, mm -hmm. it can put you in Slytherin or Gryffindor sort of depending on your you, – Yeah. Like, like kind of like which one you pick. And I re always related to that scene. Like I have the powers to use for – you know, good or mm -hmm. evil in that way. Um, but yeah, no, not that I have any I intention to use my powers for evil, but I do think that in it's this an world, I am a Slytherin. I think that it's a Slytherin eye that starts um, a successful website with their friends and says, you know mm -hmm. what? Actually, this is a business. Exactly. Hufflepuff yes. just yes. lets that go. A yes, Hufflepuff totally. doesn't monetize that. You're right. Like, You're so right. Uh, a Ravenclaw is too busy doing other things. A Gryffindor drops a the Ravenclaw ball on that. A Ravenclaw is saying it'll never work. Yeah. Yeah. A I, Ravenclaw is like, I look, that, that can't be, that can't be true. Their <laughs> mind is not there. And then a Gryffindor is like the moment um, it doesn't get as much attention as they want for one second. The Gryffindor walks away. The Slytherin <laughs> is the one who says, I see that this can be a business and it will be a business. <laughs> right. Well, I definitely <laughs> have that. I think and for that reason. <laughs> I mean, this, a this listeners could be you on September 15th. Absolutely. 29th. September 15th is oh, Millie's excuse show. Excuse me. Excuse oh. me. <laughs> I, get my children, I get my children's <laughs> activities mixed up. <laughs> I will say that my Slytherin co-founders mocked me ruthlessly for years that I went to the Harry Potter like um, book, like book openings and would like buy it and that I would wear – I would like carry a wand and I had a scar and then I famously – got an actual Harry Potter scar, which I just had removed the other day. Um, but oh my God. yeah, but I could what no longer stand with JK Rowling. Discussion. Guns totally unrelated. <laughs> but but um wow. no, only my ruthless Slytherin co-founders who don't even who could not even get behind my Harry Potter loving 
could have have helped bring me here to this to this because I do understand the least accurate. I do understand the least the tendency for it to be like it's not getting enough attention for like even one minute. It's like oh fuck it, I quit. I understand that exactly. very well. But um, you know, wasn't just me involved, so can't take yeah. full credit. <laughs> there were three Slytherins behind. <laughs> yeah. um, well, and for everyone wondering, I do identify as a Gryffindor. I, Clearly, I think, I think all comedians are either I think Slytherin or Gryffindor. Agrees. Absolutely. I think everybody agrees with that assessment. For that sure. makes Great. full <laughs> sense. So we'll see you on the 29th. Yes. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We've had quite an eventful news cycle already this month. My question is, to bring us into this conversation, do we think Olivia Wilde intervened to hasten the Queen's death? to direct attention away from the Don't Worry Darling press tour. Because people, nobody has said a word about the Don't Worry press tour, Darling press tour since Thursday midday. She is basically in London. So, but the queen wasn't in London. So I mean, maybe the queen got to the point where it was like, did Harry spit on Chris Pine? And she was like, you know what? I'm tapping out of this whole thing. I'm done. She's like, my subjects cannot be this I don't want to follow this. this yeah, she's like, like, I, I can't be... I can't bear yeah. to know. Yeah. I yeah, can't they're bear saying to our boys spit on this other man. I'm done. I'm <laughs> I'm on my way out. <laughs> well, let's so let's start with some general discussion of the aftermath and reaction to the Queen's death. When Millie and I recorded on Thursday, it was about it was a few hours before they announced she had died. So we definitely talked about, you know, what some of the immediate implications would be, but there's obviously been quite a lot of a uh, activity since then. Uh, so we haven't really recorded since the internet kind of erupted into the wildest range of reactions I have ever seen. I mean, I've never seen so many alleged Twitter users with two followers just just absolutely give their life for the queen in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a Twitter reply. But I'm curious, you know, did you guys see any kind of a hashtag discourse or fights around? I saw some around, you know, what's appropriate at a time at a time like this. Everybody has a different relationship to that woman. Um, I'm sure we were all turning this over in our minds as we were consuming the content over the weekend. Oh, for sure. I mean, definitely saw a lot in in my American ass feed. It was a lot of a lot of jokes. I will yeah, say that the jokes but were I, just. I, they I, were I good. did. <laughs> I did see discussions of people talking about what's appropriate. I did see some good threads from British people being like, "Hey." 
this is why we actually kind of she does feel like a grandmother to us just so that you guys know um a lot of discussion around what's appropriate what's not responses from people who come from countries colonized by the british who are basically like it wasn't appropriate for my country to be colonized so i'm gonna say what i want i personally have a i have a personal rule of not personally dunking on people who have died in the 24 hours after their death if I do not believe them to have been evil personally themselves. (laughs) Like, even though I do think, I don't support there being a monarchy. I don't support British colonial rule, obviously. All of those things. I think we know that. (laughs) We have that on tape, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You can put me on the record. I do not support the colonies of England, (laughs) like that whole thing. But I don't think that Elizabeth herself on an interpersonal level was an evil woman. So I kept my dunking to Charles... Andrew jokes about the boys. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to tell someone who comes from a country that was harmed by the British Empire what to say by the, about the British Empire. So that's where I stood with the whole thing. Yeah, I feel like this is one of the situations where I think you would call it centering yourself if you mm. get too involved with your opinion. I'm just thinking like I have no connection no legitimate totally. actual connection to any of this not to the former british colonies not to the fo- not to the monarch i have absolutely although i am half canadian but I still i don't fucking count that <laughs> i don't count that i have no no emotional connection like to really other than like what i've watched on tv of the queen um but then you read like people's accounts of you know my family has been through such and such trauma as a result of this their decision to do xyz thing in nigeria and it's like what do i need to publicly like defend the queen like i think there are plenty of people who are there to do that for her i feel like i have my own feelings on the whole thing i think it's sad that she died seems like she was in very dynamic and interesting person and I, i don't know i just like as as like in this case truly having someone who has no impact like besides my own like speculation mm-hmm. speculative watching of it from afar i don't really know that it's like fair for me to even like voice anything yeah and i feel yeah. like i've been heartened that i see i feel like your response is and mine is sort of the same as that like i don't i feel like i haven't earned any right to like really eviscerate her but i cannot per- per- even if some of the some of the tweets made me feel like she wasn't hitler like but like i wasn't i can't project onto other people like how they process it you know it's just like any other thing it's like if you're like you said sammy you made me think just like anything else you're not really affected by why would you be the one sort of like making jokes about it or being you know like, like just some strong, about strong like just some like strong moral stance like I know, like, the big controversy was that um, someone – I don't remember. I I don't remember the Oh, there was a big controversy, the thing um, that Caitlin was talking about. Yeah, there was a professor at Carnegie Mellon, and she had a tweet originally that said – a Nigerian-American professor. She had a tweet that said that, like, I heard she's – you know, the the monarch overseeing, like, a genocidal raping colony is on her deathbed. May her death be excruciating. And she got a lot of pushback for that. Uh, Jeff – Jeff Bezos 
got involved, which is also <laughs> okay. just like that's-, he, that's punching down. Like you don't need to. We don't. Nobody right. needs to punch down. Let the and then I think actually t- um, Twitter deleted the tweet, and I think some members of her faculty like denounced her, which also is like. Well, they said it's like we don't co-sign this kind of was their statement. Okay, thanks. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like why does Jeff? Why? Yeah, why is Jeff Bezos involved? Right, exactly. Right, it's the worst part of Twitter. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Just to bring up, like, the concept of punching down, too, I think it's always important to remember that, like, there is basically no one higher status than the queen of fucking England. And so jokes about her, I mean, they can be unsavory or harsh or whatever, but, like, a joke about the queen is never really punching down because there's no one above her. Like, you can't, she's... Mm-hmm. the queen she got to be the queen for her whole life she got to be very fancy live in the fancy house she's got a, a corgi room in her palace her son's fancy now her offspring are fancy forever <laughs> she's <laughs> the ultimate welfare queen i mean she got her exactly, whole life like, fancy life subsidized for 70 uh, her whole life actually yeah so it's like you know the status of the people who are making jokes to the person who's making they're making jokes about the gulf is very huge and it i think it's sometimes important to remember that when it's like the little people making jokes about someone who truly lived in a palace legitimately has mm-hmm. crown jewels um her fam- right. now her family gets the palace and the jewels it's like there is no greater gulf in status between like the queen of england and a random professor mm-hmm. they also mm-hmm. like can't lose these things like except by like physical revolution, which I don't think mm-hmm. we think is happening. Um, right. Even like a very well, very badly negotiated settlement for them to not be the monarchy anymore would still probably not leave them destitute at all. Exactly. So it's like even they have if no, they, yeah, they get yeah. their crown taken away, and the Brit, like the UK, does go and become a republic. 
they're still gonna be rich. Like it's done. They're rich forever. Yeah. They're good to go, even if there's the titles get taken away. Well, it's also like you see it even with Harry and Meghan, where they're like, they lost their titles and they don't get their little allowance anymore. But also, <laughs> I think Charles gave them like a couple million to get started, and like they already are. They already, like, own football teams and, like, have a mansion and, like, are fine even after that. So it's... Getting that Joe Rogan Rich forever. Yeah, exactly. You're rich forever. They um, got this... Their house in the cut. They talked about how they were, like, window shopping for a house. They couldn't afford anything. And then they buy a house for $14.65 million next to Oprah. Yeah, that was was in the cut article. And she was like, Yeah. yeah, we couldn't... We were just looking. Like, we thought we couldn't afford anything. It's like, oh, you went from that to $14.5 million. Okay. But mm-hmm. what was annoying about that whole tweet with Bezos was that that then set the sort of, like, window of the conversation. It's like, either you hate the queen or yeah. you think that the sun shines out of her ass, quite literally. It's like, you can And how, how did Jeff Bezos become the moral arbiter for that <laughs> Right. Like it's Bezos hell. Involved. It's hell. It's hell. Right. Go to space. Get yeah. out of here. Go to space, stupid. Get away. Get away and there were just us. so many like more nuanced conversations to be had about the monarchy and their place in British society. And does that outweigh the harms that they've done? And how can that how can that maybe be rectified under the next several kings if we want to keep if they want to stay? In their position. Like, why can't that that conversation be had? And I don't know. Maybe there were people trying to have that conversation and we're just, you know, the most – we're here again talking about it. It's my fault. That's all. My my No, no. I mean, of course we are. That was going to – a point I was going to raise too is that like on Sunday, I was like trying to watch U.S. news on a Sunday morning when all the U.S. news is on and all they were showing me was this dead, this woman in a box and everybody around her. And it's like, can I – The morning announcements had nothing about the Why do we all – I noticed that. I saw that. Good what for you. What was there to I, say? I was just like, why can't we all right? Why? Why? Why yeah. is this being forced upon upon the entire world? Because now we I didn't throw matter. our tea in the harbor to have these <laughs> this monarchist crap on our morning news shows. God damn it! Tell me what's going on in the friggin' Senate. <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> right, it's other, like this um, isn't even, you're not even, they're not even showing like the good shit half the time. Because it wasn't Diana dying in a tragic uh, car crash early in life. Like this woman was 96. Deaths are always tragic. She had a, a, a lot of family members, but like they're acting like, I also think that's also the thing with the jokes. It's like, homegirl was old. She was old. Like when who died recently? Like when Rumsfeld died, you know, like he didn't die young and tragically. It's just like, okay, that person, their life ended. (laughs) It's okay. If you want me to watch this on an endless loop, I want to see a live feed like Big Brother into the relationship between Meghan and Harry and Kate and William. That's the only thing I want to watch. Sure, I'd even go for Charles and Camilla, but that's the only thing I really want to be watching. I don't need to watch people marching. I don't need to watch Rows of Flowers. I know those are there. I don't care I about watch Charles make cars. his dumb statement. Ugh, you know what? Charles. I'll take a statement. His majesty. Even. But like, next, let's watch the good shit. I want to see what Meghan Markle's doing right now. I want to see what Kate Middleton's up to. How is she picking her outfits? I want to see, are Will and Harry texting? Is it awkward? I want the information mm-hmm. that we care about. 
Right. Yeah. This is a huge plot twist in one of our favorite dramas to watch. And I want to I wanna watch uh, that, that play out. And then I heard that the coronation isn't for like a year. What? That's crazy. I you mean, I like don't really need to it. see like a – yeah. Yeah, but he made his statement and yeah, then he like king went to par- he is king. Yeah. Ugh. My heart goes out to our British listeners who have to have Charles as king. My god. There were so many There kings were people literally up. like doing like pledges of allegiance or like taking citizenships and they were like we don't know what you're supposed to supposed to say now. Yeah, it's really really a lot of kings barring some sort of like major major tragedy. I mean, at least you said this in the newsletter, but I did have sort of a moment of like, oh, for this, it's like, yeah, we're not going to have a, a queen again in our lifetime. But then I say we, and it's like, who's we? She's not my queen. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, <laughs> not mine. But yeah, it'll be, it's a long line. It'll depend on who George's heir is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If right. it'll be a queen again. I mean, even so, regardless, like we probably won't see a queen just because of how many no. You know, we're so much older than the last heir already. But yeah. I that that makes me wonder. And there is a piece by Elizabeth Holmes, not the one you're thinking, the royal <laughs> style commentator yeah. in the cut also about pivot. <laughs> um about I think the title is like Queen Elizabeth was the last queen. And I think that it's you it really sort of does like lead to the question of was the monarchy the favor that the monarchy mm. found because of her, or was it because of the monarch. And without a compelling ruler, mm-hmm. does the monarchy like really have any case for itself? I think and that's going to be gonna really be up to really Charles. He better lean into that climate change shit like his life depends mm. on him. Because that's yeah. the only thing Yeah, that's thing really that's the only thing him. he's got. That's what is going to save he- him. <laughs> he genuinely – but here's the thing. This is a genuine interest of his. If it were up to mm-hmm. Charles, he'd be like fucking walking through his little gardens all day and like – like kissing the earth. And that's the truth. And for like his genuine, that is Charles' truth. So I think that if he leans into that, he could he could keep the monarchy going for a solid like 30 more years based on the fact that they have like a cause. But that's only if they resist the will to stay apolitical. So mm. we'll see. It's also, I feel like probably what we're going to see is like, yes, Charles is king. He does his climate change stuff. Oh, people like that. But I think we're seeing Will and Kate front and center for the rest of his tenure because they're the prince and princess of Wales now. And everyone's like, nobody loves Charles, but people do like Will and Kate. They really Will and Kate are cute and they got the cute family and she's got the dresses and they're young. And Mm -hmm. like, I think probably their best bet is to minimize Charles and really pump up the prince and princess of Wales, which is is like other monarchs. That's how it's been in the past where like the prince and princess of Wales or like the next in line was the one that everyone was really like talking and thinking about. And the king is just kind of this old guy who like likes trees, which I guess is good. Does it have to be an extreme circumstance where the king or queen would just resign? Like, yes. Like I'm okay. So it's like like, like, when that happens. There becomes it's then problem. there's questions of like will we continue even? Mm, yeah, bullshit. that's okay. why it was such a big deal. So when he has she came to do it for life. Got it. Was the last Liz's time brother. it happened? 
Yeah, it was Elizabeth's dad's brother who did it for Wallace Simpson, the mm-hmm. divorcee, and then they both mm-hmm. loved oh, Hitler, so thank God. Yes. <laughs> thank God they weren't the king and the queen. And then they immediately became best friends with Hitler, so good thing that Good didn't thing happen. they did it, yeah. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. This will be our our final royal story for today or until there is some really relevant update for us. But as for the dogs, because this is an important intersection for us, the queens remain in corgis. They're going to go live with Prince Andrew and his ex-wife, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Do they live together, they live together. or they're going to split? Yes. They do. Sarah remained like they're not together, but she still like lives in their like estate or on the palace grounds. And she People was- do that a lot. Yeah, and like Huma, she was Huma and like um, Anthony Weiner do that in like a oh Bill's god. Well, I hope she does. Union she Square. should know that she doesn't have to do that. Huma <laughs> actually doesn't need to do that, but <laughs> and really Sarah should neither. Um, both of these men are sexually problematic, but <laughs> you can move out of your fucking weird pervert husband's house if you want. But either way, Sarah was apparently very involved in the care of the York of the Yorkies of the Corgis. They're the Duke of and Duchess of York. <laughs> take care Got of the corgis. <laughs> so she was apparently very involved in the corgi care prior okay. and will now sort of take over corgi care now, nice. I guess. I'm glad to hear that because I have I have read that the corgis in various generations have been problematic, will nip at people, are very barky. So I was like, this poor woman for marrying a pedophile also is going to get a poorly socialized young 
corgi because yeah. Andrew got her a freaking pup, like freaking puppies. You do not get your el- you do not get elderly people puppies. Yeah, don't buy an eighty-six-year-old woman a puppy, Andrew. Dumbass. He's one of the world's great dumbasses. I've decided. He's always. Yeah. Uh, him, but, but Don Junior. There are a couple right now, but they're some of the world's great dumbasses. Truly. I mean, she was like reportedly the queen's favorite. Well, er- earlier she was the queen's favorite. And then Edward, I think, maybe yeah. moved up a little bit. But she definitely was, you know, top son. Andrew was her baby boy. Yeah, yeah. She loved Andrew a lot. I do think he fell in her esteem once he became sort of a public pedophile. But <laughs> yes, public. <laughs> he were public. Keyword, he was publicly a pedophile, and that's yeah. when she oh, said. I hope those corgis enjoy their life with Sarah. Thank God, thank God they have, they have Sarah. Yes. In our own country, there is some <laughs> delightful speculation about why Donald Trump landed in D.C. yesterday, appearing to be in his golf shoes, indicating a hasty exit from a prior location. This is a very speculative episode of the Betches mm-hmm. podcast, but I'm I'm here for it. This comes after Trump's lawyers. There's a lot of activity on this on the case uh, with Mar-a-Lago and the seized documents. Trump's lawyers and the DOJ submitted their respective suggestions for a special master, and I think Trump's lawyers also owe uh, a judge answers on some other things. Sammy, why do you think people think there's something sketchy going on or weird or unusual or unexpected going on with this with this trip to D.C. in his golf shoes? Well, I think people hope that he's getting indicted and that he's like showing up to get mm-hmm. indicted and maybe he rushed there so he didn't change into his suit. But it doesn't sound like him. Why I don't would think he rush that's to what's happening. Indicted? Yeah, that's not what's happening, unfortunately. But he does no. meticulously manage golf. his image. Okay. Yeah. No, if he was getting indicted, he'd be flying to Brazil. He'd be leave like right. Donald Trump <laughs> is gonna pull a full like <laughs> he leaves with a suitcase full of money. He's not yeah. reporting for duty to court, ma'am. No, that's not how he goes. <laughs> yeah, I thought like, he was gonna see like I thought he was gonna be like he... Kathy Hilton in slippers on an airplane. Like no. it's just golf I shoes. Like maybe just... he just didn't want to change his shoes. Well, he's wearing the golf shoes because he's gonna go play golf. Not yeah. <laughs> I think, unfortunately, um, the man And there's no double meaning there. Right. I mean, if you were flying private, would you – why not just wear the shoes on the plane? It's only two hours. That's true. I would wear Kathy – actually, I'm not sure if I did it again, but whenever I – I do this a lot on this podcast. I say Kathy Griffin when I mean to say Kathy Hilton. (laughs) And I think it gets – it must sound bizarre in some cases. (laughs) But if I ever say Kathy Griffin, I mean Kathy Hilton. Now everyone knows that – that, that's what that's how they should interpret that. Yes. Yeah. That is our show for today. But before you go, look, we know better than to trust all polling, but surveys, we love a survey. You sub listeners are famous uh, in the Betches office for always being really thoughtful and specific about what you want in your surveys when we ask for your insights. So we want to learn even more about you and what you think about us. Tell us what content, events, and products would you like to see from us in the future. It would be super helpful to us if you could answer a few questions so we can make your Betches experience even better. The short link is super easy to remember and put it into your browser right now, betches.co slash survey. Do it right now and we so appreciate it. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Cage. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Podcast. Bye. 
The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.